Hi, this is the Japanese Student Podcast here on Spotify, where I interview Japanese students here in Pittsburgh. Today, I'm joined by Kent to share his experiences both in Japan and the States. All right, so should we start off with you just introducing yourself and, you know, where you grew up and all that jazz? <laughs> okay, uh, um, yeah, so my name is Kent. Um, I was actually born and raised in California. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was when I was 13, um, due to some like family situations, we had to, we moved to Japan actually. Oh. And um, I spent my middle school, high school there. And for college, I decided to come back to the States. Wow. Wait, yeah, so which part of California were you born? Um, you know, Alameda. Alameda, Alameda sounds County. very, very familiar because I'm um, also from California, like SoCal. Oh, SoCal. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you know Oakland? Oh, wait. So that's more like NorCal, right? Yeah, it's or, more Oakland. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no wonder like it didn't really like ring a bell to me. But awesome. So how was that like, you know, moving from California to like Japan from middle school and high school. Like, I think that's just such a big move at that age. Like, how was that like? Um, yeah, it was pretty shocking at first because um, <laughs> I know. Um, when I first heard it, they were like, you know, we're gonna have to move back in three months or something. I was like, mm. oh, I, I didn't know about this. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I did go to Saturday Japanese language mm. school, stuff like mm-hmm. that, but um. It wasn't, I guess, enough to keep up with uh, the normal yeah. Japanese people in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I'm sure that, like, Japanese education, is starting from middle school, is, like, definitely a lot harder. And, like, I think yeah. not being yeah. as proficient in Japanese at that time must have been very difficult. How yeah. did you manage that? Well, um, I don't know. I just made a few friends. Um mm-hmm. I was like, you know, teach me some Japanese stuff. <laughs> I'll teach you some English and stuff like that. Um, Were the teachers helpful there? Um, not really, honestly. Oh, really? No? <laughs> yeah, not really. Um, oh, man. I actually but... had to, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, um, I actually had to go to prem school for like maybe one or two years, I think. Um, mm. well, that helped me out a lot, but the mm. first couple of years in Japan was a bit difficult. I had to mm-hmm. improve yeah, my Japanese. Sure. Yeah. How was it outside of school? Was it also difficult just, um, you know, adapting to Japanese society? Um, yeah, there were some different aspects of it, but um, mm. it wasn't as difficult since uh, both of my parents are Japanese and, mm. you know, um, they raised me while um, teaching me some of that Japanese culture as well. So mm. I kind of you- knew what to expect. Oh, okay. So you were like, you almost pretty much felt at home anyways. Like you grew up in that culture and your family mm. is from Japan anyways. So like were, what are, what were the pros and cons of living in Japan? Like, what did you like, didn't like? Um, so one thing that I liked, well, you know, looking back at it now mm-hmm. is being able to experience two different education systems. Mm. Um, I was able to see like, okay, America is more concentrating on these kind of aspects. So Japan is more concentrated on these aspects. Um, if I could keep, you know, improving both of those aspects, like 
I could kind of gain both of those good benefits, I guess. That's what I kind of thought. Um, some things I didn't like were um, how Japan was pretty strict and a lot of, there were a lot of restrictions on a lot of stuff. Um, it wasn't as free as like in America. So that was kind of hard to get mm -hmm. used to, but um, I was able to manage, like find some way around stuff. <laughs> Can you give an example of like a restriction? Um, so one thing I really hated or, you know, didn't did, uh, dislike was uh, schools, they required uh, uniforms and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, that was really strict. Um, even was in the it, summer, they would yeah. make you wear like long pants and stuff. Really? Oh my God. Like, was it both for private and public schools? Um, required? So I didn't go to private schools. So I'm not really sure about the private schools there, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, I went to the local Japanese language, uh, the Japanese school there. They didn't um, even have like boy shorts for the summer. Like they just made you suffer <laughs> with the long pants. Oh my god! Yeah, I can't even imagine. And like I feel like the mm -hmm. the season in the seasons in Japan are so like extreme. <laughs> yeah. You get heavy snow, but then like very very hot summers. Oh my god! So how it like so you, the schools, um, the school seasons like it's all in the summer, right? In Japan um yeah kind of is like that we only have mm. a five weeks of summer break really yeah school wow. um school starts around april and then mm -hmm. the first half ends around july the middle of july and mm. it starts again around september so mm. okay i mean I feel like Japanese students especially, like you guys start off just working so hard in school and then like once you get employed in J Japan, like it's just like extra hard and like longer work hours. And so like, did you, like were your friends in middle school and high school, were they all like very, very stressed and like very concerned about their academics or was it a different story uh, beyond that kind of stereotype? Were they, actually like having fun <laughs> or what did you guys like to do for funny too you know <laughs> um so yeah japan the school culture in japan is pretty mm. stressful it's one of the mm. reasons why i chose to go to college in america um, <laughs> but uh i went because i went to a public school it wasn't like you know a private school dedicated to um helping students get into these rigorous high schools and stuff like that since you know we have entrance exams for high schools as well mm -hmm. um it was a normal public school so there were a lot of different types of people people who were mm -hmm. thinking about going to a pretty chill school and some people who wanted to go to a really good high school so that um mm. you know they could uh go on to their jobs that they want to do in the future stuff like that mm. but um i guess a lot of my friends um, I think it was a good mix. There were a lot of different types of people. Definitely mm -hmm. the people that were um, aiming for those good high schools, they were pretty stressed with studying. And all oh, that. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, what did you guys like to do for fun though? Um, school? Well, I was in uh, the basketball club at my school, mm -hmm. both um, middle school and high school. So um, mm -hmm. sometimes I would, you know, get together with some friends, play basketball, mm -hmm. or maybe just, uh, you know, go to the park, just, play some like uh, catch ball stuff like that. 
I think like isn't the the basketball culture pretty strong in Japan? Um, <laughs> or no? I'm not really sure about that. <laughs> I don't know much about sports centers. <laughs> so uh, when you got to CMU, I mean, how was it? How was your experience like? And are you? you I think you're the. Let me see. You're a VP external of JSA, right? So like, how did you find JSA? What was your experience like? Um, and how do you still like contribute to the Japanese community on campus? Okay, um, so Pittsburgh, it was totally different from what I kind of knew about America since I grew I'm up sure. in California. It was yeah. very different. <laughs> Me but, um, too. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's America, so I, I kind of knew what to expect, I guess. Yeah. And um, um, so JSA, um, during orientation week, for, for uh, that, like during our first year, um, I I was able to meet this uh, orientation counselor who introduced me to, I think then the vice president of JSA, oh. and um, yeah we became friends. Uh, we got to know each other very well, and mm-hmm. he introduced me to you know why not joining JSA, and mm-hmm. uh, maybe joining the executive board or something like that. So um, oh, nice. and that's what I did sophomore year, and. Um, uh-huh. As VP of external, what I do is uh, try to make, or what I'm also um, trying to do is uh, make opportunities for students in America who want to maybe work or experience life in Japan, like, you know, make those connections as well as, um, this is a project I'm working on right now, but um, trying to get more Japanese high school students to want to apply to American or, you know, colleges abroad and stuff like that. How are you doing that? Like, are you, like, is there a website or how do you, or using your network? Um, well, I didn't really have a network to begin with. So um, <laughs> what I just mm-hmm. did was um, send out cold emails to a lot of um, the HR people of Japanese really? companies and stuff like that. Wow. Um, okay. Ask them if they could do some, I guess, what do you call it? Career fair kind of stuff in English mm-hmm. or something. And if they can't do it in English, you know, I'll translate it and stuff like that. Oh. But um, yeah, we did our first ever one last year in I think November or December. Um, we invited a lot of other JSAs from other universities as well. And uh, it went pretty wow. well. Oh my god, I like did not know like JSA was doing all this. <laughs> like that's crazy. Like so it's so interesting how, how the JSA is trying to branch out. Um, more than just being like a, a cultural organization to more of like a social, but now like it seems like more of like a networking um, professional kind of organization as well. So I can see how like the evolution of JSA, like your uh, membership is going to expand, like especially after COVID, like I could see it like just being a, a crazy like national even like worldwide organization for all like <laughs> yeah <hopefully>, students. Um, <laughs> not not too much pressure on you mm-hmm. as external but but it sounds like it has a lot of potential yeah so yeah yeah that was so you guys did this like for the first time like last fall right yeah mm-hmm. um, so after yeah. i came into jess i kind of noticed that they didn't really have that professional aspect to it mm-hmm. and you know since i created I know both cultures and could speak both languages pretty fluently. Mm. You know, I thought, why not try to branch out into mm-hmm. those parts as well? Um, like, do you have other plans for JSA in the future? Or like, after you graduate, do you plan on like 
still helping out GSA or like maybe creating your own kind of agency or thing? To... Um, I haven't really thought about that, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, helping out GSA is something I would like to continue doing. Um, mm. I feel like the job I'm doing right now, um, I guess it's pretty difficult for people who can't really speak Japanese and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Since, you know, there aren't many, I guess, people like me at CMU. And I'm not sure if more people like me are going to come in the future as well. So, Do you um, mean like uh, like bilingual uh, Japanese students? Like students who are also able to speak Japanese at CMU? Um, yeah, I guess some speak professionally to like people in uh, companies and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, because apparently like I've heard like a lot of Japanese American students, they don't really know how to speak formally professionally they yeah. mostly know how to speak informally and like it's like a whole nother feat to learn how to speak formally uh, okay i get it maybe you guys can have like training lessons in jsa mm-hmm. like how to speak formally or professionally <laughs> yeah that could be a cool idea mm-hmm. so from your perspective like working with japanese employers in japan like do you think there's a huge gap or like a huge need for japanese companies to have more like japanese american workers um, and like in some way or or like do they are they definitely a lot more attracted to recruiting Japanese Americans compared to just local Japanese Africans? Um, I guess from what I've heard talking with recruiters in Japan is that mm-hmm. um, since Japan um, there I guess English education is a bit weird <laughs> um, um, there are not many because of that, there are not many good English speakers in Japan. So I think Japan tends to just stick to its like own businesses and stuff like that. It doesn't try to branch out to other mm-hmm. countries. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, you know, in order to continue competing in this, I guess, global world, mm-hmm. um, they need more people with uh, broader perspectives and stuff like that. So. And like, how how is the education system weird in Japan in terms of like English training? Like, are you referring to like, there's just a low number of English teachers in Japan or like the education system in Japan just doesn't really stress English um, training for students? Um, so English, from what I've seen, I don't think mm-hmm. It's looked at as some sort of tool or language. I feel like it's something looked at as a subject you need to know to get into colleges. Oh, okay. Um, that's why they emphasize, um, they heavily teach grammar and stuff like that, but um, the speaking, communication, um, pronunciation, mm. stuff like mm-hmm. that, they don't teach at all. Really? And, um, oh yeah. my God. I that's, feel like that's, that's such really, a pivotal thing to know, though, <laughs> when learning um, a new language. Mm-hmm. Oh, very interesting. So I think you can definitely spearhead this yeah, huge yeah. gap in Japan. <laughs> that could be really cool. Um, okay. Outside of, like, JSA, or you can also, like, speak on your experience at JSA, too. But, like, how do you incorporate Japanese, your, your Japanese culture into your, like, everyday life? Like, do you, do you like to cook a lot of Japanese food or I don't know. Um, I actually do. Um, I just mm-hmm. cook myself a meal of <laughs> me, yeah, before uh. this meeting. One of the reasons why is I don't really like the food in Pittsburgh, so I just <laughs> get my own ingredients. I mean, it's not for everybody. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. 
I mean, how do you get your ingredients? Because I don't, I, for me, like, I don't really see that many Japanese markets or anything. Yeah, I don't either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I just try to mix like salt and what you can like, what you try can. to imitate the flavors back yeah home. yeah um, i mean i'm sure that like especially in pittsburgh it's so hard to find that japanese community mm-hmm. even like outside of cmu so like does that impact you a lot or or like how do you how do you navigate that i was actually uh, born in you know california and mm-hmm. where i lived there wasn't a big japanese community as well Mm. So uh, I, I guess I kind of was used to you were used to it the fact that yeah. I'm the only Japanese person. So I just mm. you know try to fit into that Asian community as a whole. Um, do you plan on like moving back to Japan to like be more acquainted with like Japanese people or? Um, as of now, I, I I'm leaning towards I guess finding a job in America. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if possible, if I could do like some sort of cross bridge kind of mm. you know, going back and forth and yeah, you know, doing my like, job, I think that would be pretty cool. Mm, like being that expat from your company to like work in the Japanese office, that would mm. be cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from like an American company, <laughs> so that you can like still have the American benefits at your company, but also live in Japan. That would be so fun. Like that sounds so yeah. cool. <laughs> Um, so is your direct immediate family in America, like in California or? Um, no, all my family oh, really? moved back to Japan. So everyone's in Japan right now. So do you like living in Japan more or do you like, do you not really have an opinion? Um, in my opinion, I think Japan's a good place to visit, but not a good place to stay. For, really? Like, Why? Um, maybe it just... That I was uh, I was born and raised in America, but mm. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you know those a lot of there's a lot of restrictions even when it comes to living and stuff. So like, um, can you give me an example? Like even like outside of schooling and work. Um, I I think it's mostly like work. And mostly stuff. work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I feel like Japan's heavily. A lot of people are really. Like they spend a lot of time on their work and it's kind of like the, I know. part of I their know. life so yeah. I know like I watched like this I watched recently this YouTube video on it how like like there was a study done on Japanese corporate workers and like the average person like spent 80 hours overtime unpaid in the office which is just insane yeah and that's pretty common and it's just so concerning how unhealthy that is. And mm. but it's just like a like a general norm from you know workers there. Like, oh. <laughs> do you have do you have any siblings or friends in Japan that are like that or doing that or? Um, I have a few friends that uh, chose to not go to college and after graduating high school went mm. into the like working world. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I talk to them sometimes, and they're they're pretty stressed out. So oh, no. I'm actually kind of worried for them. Yeah. yeah, I mean that makes sense that like you wouldn't want to go back immediately mm-hmm. after graduating. So, oh man, but I like, are there any like pros to living in Japan? Well, um, they got good food. <laughs> good food. 
Transportation is yeah. always on time. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, because it's a really small place, it's really convenient. You could, mm -hmm. a lot of convenient, uh, convenience stores. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you could just walk out of your house and get, mm -hmm. get a few groceries or something in a few minutes. I know, I'm sure. So, so you like, uh, but you prefer living in your city, uh, what was it, Alhambra? What was that city called in NorCal? uh near oh, Oakland oh Alameda, Alameda. Yeah, yeah yeah what what's what's about Alameda I've never been there but what's about Alameda that you like living there so actually compared um, to Japan I actually stayed in uh you know Fremont mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I stayed there the longest mm, okay is that where the Tesla like, is <laughs> yeah it's where the Tesla um, <laughs> yeah I don't know I really like the I guess diverse culture there for sure. I, yeah, I yeah, absolutely. And like NorCal in general, it's so diverse, but it's so beautiful too. Yeah, it like is. Like yeah. the nature there. I mean, not that like Japan has the most amazing nature as well, but you know, uh, <laughs> I guess my like last question is what's like, you know, the craze. So this question I like to ask for all my other interviewees, but what's the craziest or like a unique thing about Japanese culture or just like being Japanese in general that like non-Japanese people like myself don't really know about? Yeah, thank you for asking. I really like that question. Um, <laughs> I guess we like to show respect mm. without using words is I guess one thing. So one thing I've noticed was, you know, asking for help and stuff like that. People mm. don't really say that they need help, but they're kind of talk in a way that, you know, makes you kind of feel that, mm. oh, maybe this person needs help or something. Like, mm. yeah, so if like, they for told example, me that yeah, they need help immediately, I could mm. do something about it. But Could that refer to, for example, like Japanese students who want more help, but they don't really vocalize it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, thank you so much.